0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Locamores, we have a quick announcement about our iFundWomen campaign. As you may have heard, we're raising $100,000 to cover the startup costs of Locatora Productions and pay our team. We are well on our way to reaching our goal, but we still need your help to get there. If all of our listeners and one friend donated $5, we would meet our goal well before 90 days. Consider becoming a funder of Locatora Productions and contribute on ifundwomen.com forward slash project forward slash locatora dash productions.
3: Locatora Radio. Shit. a radiophonic novela Locatora Radio hosted by Mala Muñoz and Diosa Fem Hola Locamores welcome to season 5 of Locatora Radio por casteras peligrosas listen at your own risk
0: Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novela which is just a very extra way of saying a, a podcast. podcast I'm Diosa and I'm Mala
3: Welcome back to Season 5. Thank you for tuning in to Capitulo 102, 102.
0: Last time on Locatora Radio, we discussed Satan's current pop culture moment.
3: I've been to Catholic school K-12, through so like, I know all about the devil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, know all so about much the devil. I know about the so devil. much. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: And remember to follow us across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on TikTok, and we're also on Clubhouse.
0: And per usual, if you're looking for a findum drain, which you probably should be if you're a cishet man, and if you aspire to be our human wallet, you should promptly escort yourself to our Venmo and drop some major cash at locatora-radio.
3: Also, quick reminder to support one of our favorite Latina-owned makeup brands, Viva Cosmetics. And you can use our code Radio 15 to get some money off of your next lipsticks, off of your next makeup purchases. You can get up to 15% off. Just head over to VivaCosmetics.com and use Radio 15
0: And updates on our 90 Days to 100K Locatora Productions' I Fund Women campaign. As you know, we're crowdfunding for the first time ever in Locatora history. We are trying to raise $100,000 in 90 days so that we can launch our very own production house. And um, as you can imagine, that's quite an expensive undertaking. Uh, We just hit our 10K milestone on our campaign. So... A bunch of you, 124 funders to be exact, have contributed $10,000 towards Look at productions. It's super exciting. Um, and we want to just shout out some of our pod friends who have donated incentives as well as our funders who have contributed thus far.
3: So we want to quickly thank Joy of Build With Joy. Yacari Gabriel, Julio Salgado, Gali Fajardo-Anstein, and Joanna of the Unapologetically Street Series. They have donated some amazing incentives, and some of them are still available. So you can head over to our I Fund Women campaign. Just head over to the show notes, and you can click the link that will take you directly to the campaign. And like Mala mentioned, we have 124 funders. So exciting. Thanks to all of you and we want to quickly thank some of you so we want to thank diana kimberly ortega elizabeth george lopez cyco (laughs) supporter ivana yesenia alejandra kimberly duron sergio and imelda padilla if you haven't heard your name just yet don't worry we will get to it on the next episode
0: and if you haven't had a chance to check out our I Fund Women crowdfund campaign, give it a review. You'll see that there are different levels and tiers of contributions that come with their own incentives. And I think one of the, the coolest incentives other than the really awesome art pieces, books, portraits, natal chart readings that our pod friends um, have donated to our campaign. But one of the incentives to contributing to our iFund campaign, our iFund Women campaign, is a one-on-one consultation with us about podcasting, about brand building. We have already conducted a couple of consultations with uh, listeners and funders, Eric Galindo, for example, um, and Raquel Richard, who are both journalists, and uh, they conducted their consultations with us. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, We're really enjoying them. So check out our iFundWomen campaign at iFundWomen.com forward slash projects forward slash locatora dash productions.
3: That is a mouthful, and you're always so good at saying it, which is always why I leave it to you, because it never <laughs> fails. I always get tongue-tied.
0: Uh, Yes, teamwork, teamwork.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um All right, y'all. So we have a couple of segments today before we get into the carne of today's episode. So first, we want to bring back a listener fave. It's been a minute since we've done it. We want to bring back Oye Locas. We have some questions. Y'all have asked some questions. Um, And this, the first one is a short one, a fun one. Um, And it's about, I love that the listener called it this, crazy shit white women have done. How do I enter my own experience? How do I share my own experience? And so we actually have a fun new way for y'all to connect with us to either ask your question or leave a voice memo about an upcoming episode. Mala, do you want to share with our Locamores what, what's new to the website?
0: Yes, if you visit our website, locatoraradio.com, you're going to see a voice memo feature that will allow you to upload and record your very own voice memo directly to our website we'll receive it we'll review them and you just might hear your voice memo on a future capitulo of locatora radio so if you have your own stories of a weird thing that a white woman has done in the world you can head to locatora radio.com and share that story as a voice memo we can either say your name and shout you out on a, on a future episode or we can keep you anonymous and just play your voice memo. So yeah, check that out.
3: Also, if you want to submit a question for Oye Locas via this really cool addition to the website, this voice memo feature, you're welcome to do that as well. And also we plan on having some future episodes where folks can quote call in and so that will be one way that you can call in and share your experience depending on what we're talking about via that episode um and also like don't send us any weird shit okay like
0: yeah not too weird
3: not too weird
0: you know there's there's a line be reasonable
3: (laughs) if if you're a straight man listening please don't send us anything weird
0: please behave
3: yes that is the best what I'm, of your that's ability. what
0: i'm getting at <laughs> <laughs> behave please <laughs> um because we're not above shaming people publicly is the other thing remember that it's be true. be wary
3: we're we can be nice but we also you know respect the boundaries and yeah we're pray to put anybody in check if we have to and
0: it's, it's a it's it's like you know look if you send it to us You've given it to us, basically. You know what I mean? You did not send us a a, a bilateral NDA attached to your voice memo. So just remember that if you want to be creepy.
3: (laughs) Right. This is true. This is true. This is true of the DMs as well, you know?
0: Yes.
3: Just know. Anyway, so that's a new addition. So check it out. If you're a little nervous, a little shy, you don't want to do that, you can always email us and just put in the headline, Oya Locas, Weird Things White Women Did, or, you know, a future episode that we have planned. You can put that, whatever name that is, in the, uh, in the line, in the subject line.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Um, oh, my God. Wait, I'm yes, sorry. Tell me, Speaking tell me. of DMs, can I share? Okay, so- yes. For sure. weird weirdos send us dms all the time right we talk about it so i posted something to my story some disgusting man sent me a dm and he goes me masturbó viéndote right i think that's what he said and then patty rodriguez dm'd me um because i posted that man's message with his picture, I posted that man's DM, you know, me masturbó that one. I I posted it to my story and it has his his little profile picture in it. Um, And then Patty Rodriguez DM'd me and she goes, oh my God, that's my husband. And I was, I was like, wait, wait, is this, is this, is this a joke? Why would someone, why would you, why I was so stressed out and I was
3: so stressed.
0: But I texted Patty, the USA.
3: Why did you do this, Patty?
0: <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God. I was like, Patty, girl, what? Okay. I deleted it for my story. I got nervous. I got scared because I was like, this is sticky. Like, <laughs> but then Patty was like, oh no, I was joking. I thought you would get it. And I was like, no, I didn't get it.
3: <laughs> no, because that it. has actually happened. Like that has not happened. Patty Rodriguez, but no. other like followers have shared. Yeah, you know that their men, their man, their husband, their boyfriend has gotten caught up either in like our DMs or our friends DMs. So like this isn't this is like commonplace. This happens.
0: Yeah. But it was
3: so funny when Mala like called me all stressed. I was like, Mala, I'm pretty sure she's joking. Like. Yeah, and I was like, she has to be joked. Like it has, has to, be, has to a be a joke, right? Like it <laughs> has to be a joke. And Mala was like, no, it's not. And I was like, I mean, maybe it's not right. And then thank God it turned out. Thank God, it was, it was a joke.
0: <laughs> but it it's was not like, so no.
3: far-fetched as a thing. Like it really could have been
0: exactly it could been, I
3: mean it could be anyone's husband I'm sure it's somebody's husband it's
0: someone's it's- <laughs> something it's someone's something come get your person come get your person <laughs> your guys out here wiling okay. out at my dms so all that to say yeah. I will post your wild dm to yeah. my store yes and then your wife will see it <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. it's true it's
0: that's true. all the end <laughs>
3: Um, okay, moving on to something a little more tame. We got a question that I wanted to address because this person asked, have y'all ever done workshops for public schools? And so we've done like the pub, some public universities, but yeah. we haven't done any public high schools or elementary schools. We've been invited, but because they're children, they're it's during the day yeah, and we have always worked, you know, our jobs during yeah. the day. And so the scheduling has never worked out, but um, you know, hopefully we will be able to now um, post pandemic once we're yeah. there. So, you know, for bookings, you can email us at hola at locatora Yeah, we'll
0: go to any school, honestly. Um, I mean, as long as you know, there is like an invitation. <laughs> we're down In budget. And a budget, and a budget, because we do need an honorarium, because as you may know, we do this, this is our job, this is what we do, this is our profession, this is our art, yada, yada, yada. But we have, so we haven't gone to a public school to give a workshop, but we have also provided what, workshops for public school students at like the Latina Conference in South LA, and when we did the Mecha Youth Conference up in, where were we, Oregon. Was that our, yeah. Yeah. So that
3: so was in Eugene. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anywhere, you know, if, if, uh, with youth, with like high schoolers and stuff. So we also
3: did the Mujercita conference at UC oh, yeah. Barbara with, them, oh, yeah, the youth. We had them yeah. recite a like the Aloca manifesto. It was, was really cute. cute. Um, yeah. So we have engaged with the youth, the public school, um, children that attend public schools but we have yet to actually be able to go because of scheduling and timing and all of that. So hopefully moving forward, we'll be able to.
0: Yeah, but conferences for sure. Let's see. um, The next question, can you guys talk about abortions? Well, there's just so many things to say about abortions. (laughs) So I mean, yes.
3: We are pro-abortion. We're We're pro-abortion. We're pro-choice. We're pro-choice. If you have not caught on to that by now, you know, go back. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're very pro-abortion here. I wrote an article about um, language surrounding abortions and how it should be inclusive to Mm -hmm. all genders, right? Because a lot of the conversation gets, um, you know, centered around, quote, womanhood, a woman's right to choose. And while women... um, do uh, uh, get abortions right not only do abortions abortion services apply to just cisgender women uh so you know we're definitely pro-choice here and we let each other know whenever we're out and about in the world and there's some anti-choice situation happening at a neighborhood clinic uh any kind of confrontations we may have we definitely experience those here in la
0: yeah and it's wild because i see women posting about you know very casually like all of us do at one point or another going to the women's clinic or going a planned parenthood for a multitude of reasons and it seems like it's not that uncommon um it's like kind of often that women we we know or we ourselves are met with you know Anti-choice, anti-abortion, you know, demonstrators Mm -hmm. in front of the Planned Parenthood. It's very bizarre. They're very active. They're out there.
3: There's also like a Venn diagram of like anti-choice people and like not, and non like mask wearers. Because I I was at, I was getting my car service near a Planned Parenthood. And so when I was driving, I saw like groups of people, um, with their like little dumbass posters. And of course, all of them were maskless. There were children there. It was a shit show in Uptown Whittier. And I was like appalled. Um, because even in a pandemic, folks are harassing people that are trying to receive healthcare services.
0: It's a mess. It's a mess. And it's like you could just stay home and mind your own business. Um Anywho, we could probably do a full episode on abortion. We are also behind the scenes working on new material that will definitely touch on reproductive justice. Mm-hmm. Not just abortion, but, you know, yes. that that whole topic in mm-hmm. general. Yeah. So just look out for that. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming.
3: Also, just off the top of my head, because we've we've covered so many different things at Locatora Radio, we also interviewed Melina Bobadilla, who yes. starred and produced the film uh, produced the film for Rosa, which is about the Madrigal Ten. We also had Brianna Ross, who works at Planned Parenthood, and we talked about reproductive justice. And these were both at, both interviews were season four last summer, so you can check those out on any of the streaming platforms.
0: And Melina's film that she starred in uh, for Rosa was just picked up by HBO, like, to stream. Yeah. So
3: exciting. I love when our friends and past guests are doing amazing things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and, And, And get, like, the recognition they deserve. 100%
0: and that's I think the whole mission right like archiving the brilliance of women of color and I think when Melina told us about the film and what's interesting about the film is this is a a short film an indie film that was directed and created by a film student at USC film school I think she's like a math an MFA Um, and um, she created this film for her studies and Chewy martinez is executive producer molina's the lead role um leading lady but she also is a producer on the film and when she told us about it and when it was first you know coming out and she gave us like a screener i remember we were we were saying like we definitely need to have molina on because we need to to talk to her at the beginnings of this process because who knows where the film will end up and now here we are
3: Yes, that is, like you said, Mala, that's like one of the most exciting things about archiving the experiences of women of color and the stories of our friends um, is seeing their journeys. Um, I was recently on a podcast called Podbrods, and we both were on separately.
0: Yes, and, um, shout out.
3: Shout out Podbrads, uh, shout out Lands and she asked me about archiving and like one of the examples I gave was like Vanessa Romo, right? Mm-hmm. And like Gali Fajardo Anstein and mm-hmm. now like Melina Boba and really all of our guests, but like mm-hmm. those are the ones off off the top of my head right now. And to see like where their work was, where they were as people when we interviewed them and then where they are now, you know, is mm-hmm. so exciting and like we love seeing them shine.
0: Yeah, absolutely and and thus is the locatora mission because we knew that we, everyone was destined for greatness it was just a matter of well let's just get the interview and we'll get the tape and you know we'll share the story and then yes. people can come back and say wow okay this is this is a little bit of the beginnings of of all these different people
3: one day people are going to call it the locatora method or like the locatora yeah. touch
0: yes just putting it out there now putting it out there tm <laughs> tm T.M. Um, Truly, that being said, um, the Locatora Touch, we have another segment that I think a lot of people like that you can only find here on Locatora Radio. No other podcasts have this segment, and that's weird things white women did this week. So, um, you know, of course, this is supposed to be a little tongue in cheek and a little comedic, and the word weird is kind of loosely used, but the um, segment I think is also a place where we can talk about a little more severe (laughs) acts that uh, white women engage in from Karen behavior to straight up white supremacy, right? Um, and so the the white lady in question this week is one Nancy Pelosi. So if you are in any way, shape or form keeping up with current events, you have probably been um, watching the Derek Chauvin trial and you probably saw that Derek Chauvin was found guilty um, of like all three counts, right, that he was being charged with. And In the aftermath of those guilty verdicts being shared, uh, Nancy Pelosi made a statement about, you know, George Floyd essentially, like, sacrificing his life for justice. So, you know, a lot of people have been talking about online this kind of um, constant involuntary making of martyrs of... Uh, people who have been murdered by police and um, Black people in particular, right? And so here we have Nancy Pelosi. There was also like an Instagram influencer who is a white woman and she posed, and this is something that a lot of, I think Instagram influencers do. Um, And this woman is just one example and I could not find her handle on her page for the life of me, but she posed kind of, you know, like fashion-y shots of herself. Um, on her Instagram and the caption was like about about George Floyd and about justice and about, you know, the trial. But the pictures were her and being like fashion model, IG influencer moment. So, you know, uh, just reminders too, right? Like this is not about you. This is not about us. Like, especially if you are a non-Black person, like it's not about us and it's not about you. And it's not a good time to like center ourselves in the midst of so much pain and suffering you know so that those are a couple of weird things that white women did this week and I wish that they hadn't
3: yeah like Mala mentioned like weird things is a loose term like because when we were talking about including Nancy Pelosi I was like horrific things white women did this week because like really it can be interchangeable the weird things you know that that particular phrase because sometimes some fucked up things happen some white supremacist things happen and we have to address it and so this this week nancy pelosi what the fuck
0: this week it was nancy i nancy why peligrosas Parenthood asked me to show someone how I see them, like really see them. So this ad is dedicated to none other than you, Diosa. I see you going out on runs every day, trying to reach personal goals and personal bests because you're training for a half marathon. I see the way that you go, go all out. You are putting your endurance to the test, You're training, and I see you as someone willing to try new things and to work tirelessly to meet your goals. And I feel very lucky to get to see you in that journey. Thanks,
3: girl. Yeah, it's definitely a new goal of mine. You know, I'm challenging myself. And you know, I'm trying to inspire others as well. Similarly to Planned Parenthood. Thank you for seeing me. Planned Parenthood sees you truly sees you not as patients, but as people deserving of understanding and compassionate quality healthcare and education.
0: Not only that, but they understand the importance of having access to that care so you can define exactly where you're going. Visit www.bscene.org to learn more about how Planned Parenthood is here to see you become who you will be. That's www.bscene.org. We did Oye Locas. We did weird things white women did this week. Now it's time to get into the carne, the meat. The main course of this episode. We are talking about the podcasting industry. We're going to talk about ourselves in the podcasting industry, uh, Latinx audiences and Latinx podcasters in the industry, and also um, some straight-up discrimination, racism, and sexism in the podcasting industry. It's kind of wild, you guys. If you're podcast listeners, um, but maybe you're not like following podcast creators or you're not reading about podcast industry news you're not like really in the weeds and like nerding out on like you know the production and industry side of things this might be new information and I think it's kind of juicy it's a little wild and because we're like dipping our toes now into networks and studios and like really professionalizing we're getting sneak peeks of some of this stuff for ourselves so we're gonna share a little bit today
3: right it's like always wild to me like the levels of systemic racism and discrimination because of course like any type of workplace any type of there's so many environments where that is replicated right and like that toxic workplace culture is just normalized right and it's surprise also in the podcasting industry not not that big of a surprise, right? Especially when you take into account who's at the top, who are the CEOs, who are the heads of major podcasting networks. They tend to be white men or they tend to be white people. Um there have been like emerging podcasting houses and networks such as ours and other women of color owned um podcasting networks and houses. However, we're going to be talking about some of the bigger ones today and also some of the experiences of podcast producers that were formerly at networks and, you know, they've written blogs and published articles. So we're going to be citing some of that. And like Mala said, talking about the listenership and what does the Latinx audience look like in 2021?
0: So it's interesting because at this stage of the podcasting game and podcasting as an industry compared to other industries, publishing or what have you, music is relatively young still, you know, we feel like we've been doing this forever and there are podcasts that are way older than us, but um, really it's still a very, very young industry. And so we're still learning about it and it's changing rapidly. But we are at a place where there is some research and there are some studies about listenership and audiences and trends and some breakdowns by like race and ethnicity. And so something that's really interesting, I think, is that in the past year, essentially, right, um, Latino podcast listeners have increased. Um, by a significant amount. And one of the studies that we have been referencing is the Edison Research Study. So um, Latinos have increased their, their listening of podcasts since the pandemic happened. And Latinos also tend to listen to more audio every day than like your average audio listeners. And Latinos, for example, tend to spend like four four hours and 30 plus minutes daily listening to some type of audio, which is like a significant amount of time more than most other audio listeners, whether that's music, audiobooks, podcasts, what have you. So it's, it's interesting. And I think that that makes sense. I think that Latinos like, like radio, like music, and it seems also enjoy listening to podcasts. And we know that, um, our primary listeners are Latinx people. Of course, we have listeners of all backgrounds from all over the place, but really the core of our listenership um, are Latinx listeners. And so that tracks.
3: It definitely tracks. Also thinking of our pod friends, you know, like Cafe Con Chisme, Anzal Doing It, Bag Ladies, Um, you know, it makes sense, right? And since the pandemic of all U.S. Latino or Latinx podcast listeners, 52% are listening to podcasts more since the pandemic. That's, That's a lot. That's a high number. And it's also interesting because we felt that the listens were affect our listens were affected because people are not commuting as much right and so it's interesting that people are finding different ways to listen to their podcasts maybe they're not listening while they commute but maybe they're listening while they're cooking now maybe while they're gardening while they're walking their dogs or while they're skating so latinx folks are avid media consumers we know that film and television podcasting as well which is Also, no surprise why the industry is also paying attention to the Latinx population or community.
0: Yeah. And according to the Infinite Dial Study, which came out not too long ago, and we cite the Infinite Dial Study and Edison in our I Fund Women crowdfund campaign. So you can read these statistics for yourselves if you check out our I Fund Women campaign for Locatora Productions. We do list this info there. But uh, according to the Infinite Dial Study, Latinx listeners are the second largest group of monthly podcast listeners in the United States. So Latinos are tuning in in English and Spanish and all kinds of languages. And like Diosa said, there is an, an increasing interest on behalf of networks and studios to onboard new uh, latinx hosts and to launch new shows and we know firsthand because these networks are courting us and are in our dms and are in our inbox and um so the the industry is like knocking at our door at this point right like in major ways and we have found ourselves having to navigate this this industry that, um, you know, we try and keep up with and we follow a number of very talented podcasters, hosts, producers, and we've read the testimony, the, the testimonials and um, the stories from these creatives about how discriminatory and exploitative the industry can be. I mean, if you keep up with podcast news, you may have heard a few years ago about Another round, and the issues they had with BuzzFeed. They're with BuzzFeed, and the issues they had with their IP, their intellectual property. Um, Basically, BuzzFeed, you know, built an audience and a brand around this podcast in large part because of the two hosts, right, Um, who are Black women. And when they wanted to leave, BuzzFeed, another round, the podcast stayed with BuzzFeed and all the IP. And I think that it was like a huge battle for them. Um, And they're not the only ones, right? That you put your name, your face, your voice, your personality into a show for a major platform. An audience is built around you as a host, right? But the show doesn't belong to the host, it doesn't belong to the creative. And that's a big problem because this is a growing industry. And this, we're talking about a lot of money potentially in ad dollars and in potential future adaptations for film and television, because now there's a podcast to film and television pipeline. So when the hosts who are really the, I would say the driving sort of heart and soul of many of your favorite podcasts, right? You associate the host with the podcast first, um, are not able to like walk away, especially if the show was their idea, they named the show, right? But you do it for networks. So so even if you name the show and you write for you write it and you come up with all the ideas, if the contracts and such are set up that everything belongs to the network, then everything belongs to the network, even if it's all your brainchild, right? Um, and I think that that's a big issue we've been seeing is like, yeah, no, the networks in writing they want ownership of IP, which makes things difficult for us because we're like, no, we have to own our intellectual property.
3: Right. We have, we've built this from the ground up. And so we're, for us, that's a hard no, a really hard pass. We will not ever sacrifice our IP. There's like no price tag for us, you know, Um, which sounds extreme, but it's true because if a giant network wants to offer you $1 million, excuse me, $1 million for your podcast, Uh, To own the IP, that means they see the potential to make $10 million. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, your intellectual property is everything. And Another Round is just one example. There's also The Nod that was a podcast hosted at Gimlet, which is now owned by Spotify, and there are two podcast employees working at their two Gimlet employees work, uh, working as producers created their own show. Now they like they have no reins over their own show that they created. It was their idea. But the argument is they were employees, they were salaried employees. Um, and so it gets really tricky and really messy. Um, for us as like indie podcasters, we're like, No, that's that's their show. Like, Gimlet shouldn't own it. Spotify shouldn't own it. Brittany Lewis and Eric Eddings should own the nod 100%, right? Um, But, you know, these networks want to make their money and that's what it comes down to. And so also like to demystify what goes on in the podcasting industry. You know, we're like kind of one foot in, one foot out. We're very much in the podcasting industry, but we're still indie. Right. Um, So these kinds of things were able to either completely avoid or step away from but then that also means like there's less financial security or backing and so it's definitely uh huge pros and cons but i think protecting your ip is always the priority your intellectual property is the priority you want to protect it you want to own it and like i said like as more folks create podcasts right there's like all these dreams of like signing with this big network and And making all this money, which is 100% possible. And if that's your goal, that's amazing. But also, there's lots of stuff happening on the back end.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what we've learned, right, is um, saying no is a part of the process. And we already have had the experience of having to say no to a number of contracts and opportunities. And, you know potential network homes for locatora radio because um the offers are being made right but when it comes down to it and we see the terms and what we would have to give up and sacrifice, um, it's not worth it. And it ends up being better for us, healthier for us, and for the the project to remain indie. So, you know, one of the reasons we've remained indie for so long is because the right deal hasn't come along yet. So, and we're, we're waiting, we're waiting, which is one of the the reasons why uh, we also said, you know, while we need to just continue producing on our own, it's working for us. Let's launch this production company. Let's raise some money. Let's launch a crowdfund campaign. It's because now we've had enough experience with the podcasting industry uh, that we realize you have to build your own to some degree Yeah. Not everybody does. Right. There are are plenty of folks who like, you know, they made their name doing whatever it is that they do. They pitched a network with an idea for a show and now they have their show, you know, for some people it's been like that straightforward, but for us, it just hasn't been, you know, it just hasn't been for, for whatever, for a number of multitude of reasons.
3: Well, I think also, like, it depends what your goal is. Like, if you just want to go in, you want to just host the show, you don't care about being a producer, like you don't care about the writing The you just Mm. want to be your host, that's your the host, that's your talent, that's like, your glory, you love that you love to host, you just want to walk in and walk out like, then maybe that works for you, you know, you for you, like the IP isn't as important, but if you're interested in the writing the producing you're you're bringing in the guests right you're hosting you're creating segments you're you're a part of the the creative development as well then the ip it's probably going to be really important to you my imagination or i don't think it's far off to assume that the reason that a lot of these celebrity pods are popping up more and more with networks is because celebrities are going to make their money in so many different ways that they don't need to own the IP of this podcast that they're doing with Spotify or Mm -hmm. Amazon or whomever. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it also sets a precedent for the smaller creators, right. That, um, because maybe we're smaller and we have a a smaller reach than let's say a very famous person that I won't name, but, you know,
0: (laughs) um, yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, so, So then maybe the the assumption is the IP is not as important, right? But no, the IP is extremely important, but it also depends on what your goals are um, and what you want to walk away with.
0: So um, if you're interested in learning more about the various experiences of podcast hosts, podcast producers who have experienced exploitation, discrimination, racism, sexism in their work in the podcasting industry at various podcasting studios, what have you, Uh, I recommend looking into Another Round, right? And their story, which you can find online. It's been written about, it's been covered, it's been tweeted about the whole thing. Um, Sair Quevedo has also tweeted and written about and shared um, on Twitter and online um, about their experiences in the podcasting industry, as well as Sam Sanders, so those are just a few. There are more. There are others, of course. Um, but that's a handful. And if you start there, um, you'll find more. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. interesting.
3: I also want to mention this article published by The Verge, and it's about the Nod. And they also mention a couple of the other podcasts that have been in this, these industry podcasts that have been in this battle, the creators and the podcast network, and they reference another round. Um, And also Misha Youssef, who had a show with uh, KPCC called Tell Me Who I Am. And so there's there's definitely, like Mala said, once you find one, you will definitely find the other. So if that's something that interests you and you just want to know more about equity in the podcasting industry and why diversity and inclusion is not the main goal or shouldn't be the final goal, it should be equity, like this is a good place to start.
0: And all that to say, you know, I don't think that podcasting is any different than any other industry when it comes to the bullshit and exploitation and ownership, unfortunately. So I, I also want to reiterate that like it is so young that I think there's um an opportunity here to like course correct and to forge our own paths within it to kind of, you know, lessen some of the the negativity that we might experience right in, right in our podcasting lives um, yeah
3: I mean I think about it too Mala is like right now we have like part-time employees we like hire people on a project basis I like the goal is that we're, we'll have a full-time team and staff at mm-hmm. some point right and so I am now thinking about like what kind of leader do I want to be if you mm-hmm. and I are like leaders owners, CEOs of Locatora Productions, like what kind of equitable, uh, also like happy work environment do I want to create? Because yeah. I've been in some awful workplace situations. I know you have as well, right? Yeah. And so the last thing I would ever want to do is replicate any of that, right? And you see sure. like, and this is a whole other podcast episode, but like you see some of these like women-led Feminist led startups, right? That end up like crumbling and crashing, you know, um, years after they've started because their employees come out and share like all of the ab- abuse and exploitation they suffered at this quote feminist organization or this feminist startup. Yeah. And so there's just a lot to think about. And I think a lot of responsibility
0: a lot of responsibility it's very nerve-wracking and scary and you know because of course we're reminded of the tried and true saying uh there's no such thing as good bosses so I don't know it's like how do you avoid being a boss right. Well, <laughs> technically being a boss, being a boss. <laughs> and I'm like look dude like uh bruh like work remote like yeah, work
3: remote four-day work week. come in
0: when you need to just make just meet the deadline get the thing done yeah.
3: like for example like well mile and i are working remote but it's like we don't take meetings before 10 a.m no
0: know? oh like, no
3: if if we were to be like in a in a office setting like you and i plus like our team like come in at 10 come in at noon take friday off you know because Things still get done. We're very productive. Yeah. You know? And so it doesn't need to be fucking nine to five Monday through Friday.
0: Take a long lunch. I do not give a shit.
3: Literally take a long lunch. Get here late. Have a drink. It's fine.
0: Cause I we're gonna be late. We're gonna take long <laughs> gonna lunches and we're gonna have a drink. So, <laughs> so
3: like, you know, yeah. Just-
0: so come work for us, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> come work for us at Locatora Productions. I mean, no, truly, think about it. Think about it. Like, if you're listening to podcasts, you enjoy podcasts, maybe there's something in your future, work-wise or creatively, that can happen in the podcasting space. Just like any other industry, um, podcasting networks need uh, web designers and graphic designers and attorneys, we work with all of those people. We work with audio editors, we work with attorneys, we work with artists, we work with DJs, we work with musicians, we, we you know, we interview all kinds of people. Um, we have a project manager now. I mean, podcasters need grant writers, like, there's all kinds of different ways to work in podcasting aside from hosting a hosting podcast. Producing, yeah. So
3: even like as we grow out our newsletter, it's like, okay. I've been doing our newsletter pretty inconsistently. If you're a subscriber, you probably know that. Right. And like we're (laughs) doing our best to build it up because here's the thing. You can't just like send out it. I mean, you can. But like writing copy for a newsletter is its own skill set and so mm-hmm. pe- teams like have copywriters like just for their newsletter you know mm-hmm. so like there's really so many different avenues that if you are interested in the podcasting industry even after listening to this episode <laughs>
0: right 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 if you're still interested, <laughs> you're still
3: interested <laughs> there's so many different avenues then other than like hosting and producing um, mm-hmm. and it, it just depends like again what your goals are
0: So, yeah, I don't know Um, if you think about it. Our current team is composed of mostly women who were listeners or followers or, you know, um, with the exception of Micah, who is my brother's girlfriend. But other than Micah, every, you know, Mariana, Jessica, um, Jordan, listeners, followers who then applied when we had opportunities open up or, you know, uh, we were made aware of their work and we reached out to them. Uh, to work with us. So there's always an opportunity we're growing. So keep in touch, you know, Um, folks email us sometimes with resumes or let us know that they're around and then things come up and we do end up saying like, oh, this person DM us. this person emailed us. Let's reach out to them. Let's consider them. That has definitely happened. So hola at (laughs) locatorradio.com. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, we hope you enjoyed this episode and You know, the hope is always to like demystify some of the stuff because nobody told us any of this right like nobody talked to us about making money in the podcasting space, or if you're pitching how much money you should ask for like these are conversations that are kept secret on purpose. Um, so, you know, as we continue to go through this, we will share with y'all and also why it's been so important for us to launch our own production house because we want to own everything, right? And we want to produce new stories for new people. And of course, like not screw anybody over. So, yeah. you know, if you <laughs> learn something, if you like, you know, haven't contributed yet and you want to like, you know where to find the iPhone Women campaign. It's in the show notes. It's on all socials. Um, And if you can't, no worries. Share with a friend. That always helps. And let us know what you thought of this episode.
0: Let us know what you thought. As always, make sure that you're subscribing to Locatora Radio on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Locatora Radio. Subscribe, comment, share, follow us across socials. If you learned something from us today, also remember that you could get a one-on-one consultation with us by donating to our iFund women campaign. And you can further pick our brains about podcasting about social media, um, about personal branding, what have you.
3: All right, look, so we will catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in again. And Besitos. Besitos. <laughs>
1: It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com.
2: Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
1: Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie.